we're on to episode 107, 107 of Viking 360, Mike Rubin, and I'm joined by Brian Johnson, and Brian, we're still talking some Viking football as uh, Ripley is down to two games now in the 2021 season. Hard to believe the home schedule is over, Rube, we're back on the road for the next two weeks, and Looking for a victory. Hopefully, hopefully the Vikings can uh, get one or maybe two of those uh, to close 2021 out. Well, I had a conversation with Pastor Stephen Sayre, not to be confused with Coach Steve Sayre, but um, he is uh, the son of Coach Steve Sayre, and we talked to him about the great team that he played on uh, back in 2002. I also talked with uh, Scotty Ullum. He's the head coach at Ripley Middle. They have a big game on Thursday as they play uh, Ravenswood, we no longer have the hatchet game, but we still have the hammer game. In Ruba, I had a chance to chat with Keith Thompson. He's the voice of the Shady Spring Tigers. And uh, get their perspective on uh, taking on the Vikings this week. It's only the second time these two teams have matched up on the football field. The Vikings getting the win last year here at uh, Memorial Stadium. So uh, still a lot of unknowns when we take on the Tigers. And moving ahead to soccer, both uh, teams, the Lady Vikings and the Vikings, uh, they bowed out in sectional tournament play this week, both losing to Hurricane. But uh, we talked with uh, Katie Lawrence, and you had a conversation with uh, Noah Kessel on, on the boys' team. Yeah, Noah's had a fantastic year. It was his senior season. Uh, he was responsible for over half of the goals of the entire team uh, last year, so uh, or this year, rather. So a fantastic player and a great kid. Moving on to cross country, they have their regional meet. It's coming up on uh, Thursday afternoon. It will be out at uh, Cedar Lakes Conference Center. And I talked with the Viking senior Cole Neal, just a neat, uh, interesting athlete uh, at Ripley High. He's not only running cross country, but he was also the mascot. He was the Viking mascot for the football team this year. I had a conversation with him, and then uh, I had a chance to chat with Olivia Parsons from volleyball. Uh, talked about uh, them having a victory over Wahama uh, the other night, and then uh, the upcoming match for the net as they take on Ravenswood Monday. And Rube, uh, speaking of taking on Ravenswood Monday, you need to wear your Viking apparel to that volleyball matchup, right? That's right, and I'm going to go to RipleyVikings.com and make sure I'm stocked up. And make sure you put in the coupon code VIKING360 before you hit the purchase button. You will get 15% off of your next order. Here we go with episode 107. Friday night was the final home game of the 2021 season for the Vikings and their 10 seniors. They welcomed the Greenbrier East Spartans and head coach Ray Lee to Memorial Stadium, who was looking to atone for a disappointing performance in their previous outing, losing 23-3 to Oak Hill. The Spartans got the ball first, and the Viking defense answered the bell with a stop after a six-play drive ending at midfield. Slow starts have been an issue for this team all season long. Well, not the case this Friday night. The offense took 10 plays to travel 73 yards when Stevens finds senior tight end Blake Cummings in the back of the end zone. Stevens will get under center now. Fakes to give to Ramsey. Play action looking in the back of the back. To the end zone and it's caught. It's Blake Cummings for the Viking touchdown. And the Vikings are on the board. Six to nothing. Beautiful play. Katie Lawrence connects on the extra point kick. And for only the second time this season, the Vikings held a first quarter lead. It didn't take long for the Spartans to answer with a score of their own. It only took six plays for the Spartans to drive 60 yards 
when Ian Klein did this from 33 yards out. Give us the Klein left side as he weaves through Viking tacklers, Still making guys miss at the 25 to 20 at the far sideline at the 10, puts a shoulder into a Viking defender and runs into the end zone. What a run that was by Ian Klein from 33 yards out for the Spartan touchdown. Noah Dotson connects on the extra point, kick tying the game at 7 with 127 remaining in the first quarter. In the second quarter, things began to unravel for the Vikings. First, it was Monquel Davis from 15 yards out, the first of his three scores on the night, giving the Spartans a 14-7 advantage early in the second quarter. Two more scores in the second quarter by the Spartans made the halftime score 28-7. The second half was more of the same. The Spartans posting two more scores, making it 42 unanswered points for the Spartans, and the final was 42-7. to Ian Klein had a career night with 271 yards and four touchdowns. The Vikings dropped to 1-7 on the season, while the 12th-ranked Spartans kept their playoff hopes alive, improving to 5-2. It's back to the drawing board again for the Vikings this week, still searching for win number two on the season. It'll be more difficult because we'll be back on the road for the first time in over a month, paying a visit to the Shady Spring Tigers for the first time in school history. Coach Sayer knows it will be a tough test in Fayette County Friday night. These guys have a really good quarterback. They can throw the football. He can run the football. His dad played uh, football at Marshall with uh, Coach uh, Eddie Smolder, and uh, so he's a talented kid. And they've got a nice running back, and they have some linemen that played last year against us, and we didn't have a lot of success blocking them last year. We kind of had to run around them last year. And uh, they're really tough this year. So, you know, we know it's going to be a challenge, but the kids have worked hard. We've watched a lot of film. Uh, if we can execute our plan, uh, you know, we, I think we've got a really good chance. But, you know, <laughs> the famous boxing saying everybody's got a plan till they get hit in the mouth. This will only be the second meeting all time between the two schools, with the Vikings winning at Memorial Stadium 35-14 to last season. The Tigers are 4-3 this year and have won three of their last four as they welcome the Vikings to Thomas Field on Friday night. The Ripley Viking countdown to kickoff will begin at 7 p.m., kickoff set for 7.30. Join myself, Jeff Waybright, and Phil Iman for all of this week's action on C98 The Bull. In the sit-down with Brian Johnson, we get the Shady Spring perspective of this week's matchup with the Vikings from the voice of the Tigers, Keith Thompson. Keith, thanks for being with me, buddy. Well, good evening, sir. Uh, glad to do it. Hey, man. Uh, so this is only the second time the Vikings uh, and the Tigers have matched up on the football field, so not a lot of history there. Uh, give us uh, the uh, dime store analysis of this season for the Tigers. Looks like you guys are four and three coming into this week's matchup uh, being kind of an up and down season uh, for you. It looks like two and two at home this year. So kind of a mixed bag for the Tigers so far. You know, it, it really has been, I mean, they started off winning over Tug Valley. Uh, the final in that game was 42 to nothing, but Tug Valley uh, shady was very overmatched them greatly in that ball game. And then, uh, you know, it kind of got into Nicholas County, which is now ranked fifth. Uh, Nicholas County did what they wanted to with Shady Independence is now ranked fourth and double a also did what they wanted to. So back to back, you had those two games and, uh, you know, Brian, those two actually are playing Friday night as well. So, you know, that's, that's kind of interesting that they're playing 
Uh, and then we we ended up with uh, with a game being delayed, and that would have been a homecoming game that was supposed to happen on uh, 9-11. It ended up happening on the 28th, but it was a game with Summers County. It was a tight win, 19-12. Uh, the West Side win, it'll show one to nothing. West Side actually won the game on the scoreboard. They had some illegal players that uh, – or at least one player that uh, was, was not legal to play in the ballgame. And the score was reversed, and the final was one nothing. And Shady got the win on that game. Wyoming East game was just a slugfest. I mean, it was it was muddy. It rained all night. Shady's now kind of used to playing on turf, so they've become a turf team. And uh, you know, it like I said, it it did. It rained all night down at New Richmond, and you know, it was a six nothing game. Shady never threw a pass in that ball game. Wow. Uh, so you know, they they ran ahead 111 yards rushing, and that was it. But you know, it was just one of those nights. And then uh, Mingo Central, Mingo Central came alive against Shady the other night, winning forty-five to twelve, and that'd have been last Friday. And uh, Mingo Central's not bad, I'm gonna tell you. They have a freshman quarterback, and they have a, they have a senior running back, and they're going to be good for for some time. But uh, they come come alive. Uh, of course, we play Ripley tonight. We've got an intercounty game with Liberty, who's ranked sixth or seventh uh, in the in the polls next uh, week, and then we'll end up on a Tuesday night with Pikeview because that game originally had to be postponed. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Keith, uh, you know, it's no uh, – anyone who's watched the Vikings play this year, it's no secret we really struggled stopping the run, uh, mm-hmm. giving up uh, 285 yards uh, a game on the ground. What are we going to see from the Tigers on the offensive side of the football? Well, you know, I did a Ripley game a couple of weeks ago when Oak Hill came up there, and, uh, you know – Oak Hill can run the football. Shady can run the football. I mean, uh, they, they've got a couple of backs. We had some players last week in that Mingo Central game that didn't uh, get to play because they, there's a fight in that Wyoming East game. We had seven players that was not eligible to play. Wow. But Shady can run the football, um, especially with the uh, with the Whitaker kid. I mean, he's he's a senior. Uh, he's carried the ball 89 times for just around 500 yards on the season. Uh, the Mackey kid did not, or correction, the Sellers kid did not play last week. He's another running back. And he doesn't carry the ball that much. Where Shady really missed him last week was on defense uh, because, you know, he's one of those middle linebackers and and he's very, very good on defense. But, you know, Shady likes to run the ball. But, hey, this is a Vince Coulisardo team. And I'll tell you, with the exception of that Wyoming East game, Vince likes to put the ball in the air. Cameron Manns is uh, through 53 completions out of 121. 660 yards, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions as well. But, uh, you know, I think you're going to see a mixed bag. I think they'll try to, you know, establish the run to establish the pass and vice versa. You know, uh, whenever you uh, look at uh, what the the Vikings are bringing to town uh, and and you guys coming off of a loss last week, uh, I don't think there's going to be any opportunity for a letdown when it comes from Tigers' perspective, knowing – uh, sitting at four and three. This is a big game for them. They're going to be teed up and ready to play. And I expect the Vikings uh, will be looking uh, to try to get off the schneid. It's been a long losing streak for them. They have Point Pleasant next week, which will be a tall task. So I think both teams uh, this week, uh, Keith, think that this is a game they can get. Well, I think they do. And, uh, you know, I, I know for Shady, it's it's pretty simple. If Shady, Brian, if Shady wants any chance 
of getting into the playoffs at 16 or 15, and it's a slim chance the way it is. They're going to have to win out, and it's got to start uh, tonight with the, with, the, with the game with with Ripley and then that game next week with Liberty, who's very, very good, and then Pikeview. So Shady knows this is the first round of the playoffs for them tonight. If they want to get in there, they're going to have to win the game. And I think, you know, they're probably the same thing, you know, for Ripley, not necessarily the, the fact that, you know, they're going to make it into playoffs. But, you know, this is the time of the year you start playing for pride. And I'm sure that's what the Viking team's going to be doing. They're going to come in here and say, okay, this is one we can – we have a shot at winning. And, you know, and that's the same thing with uh, with Shady. You know, Keith, uh, before I let you go, this is our first trip to uh, Thomas Field down there. And uh, it looks like a beautiful facility, uh, a, a artificial surface there with a, a outstanding – logo looks similar to the LSU Tigers in the middle of the field uh tell the Viking fans what they're going to see when they get there well that is it I mean that logo and you know you kind of have to understand that that is the LSU logo in in blue and gold the field was put in now all four high schools in Raleigh County have turf that field opened up on uh, Friday night August the 27th they finished that field on Thursday night August 26th so that is how new it is Wow. Um, <laughs> and and we run into a, a problem out there at with the field. And one of the things was there was a, a, a hidden str- uh, spring and shady that nobody knew about. And it ran under about the 30 yard line of the football field. Oh, wow. So they had to go in and do some serious concrete to secure that up. And also for the, the stands on the visitor side, uh, they were not finished last week and they were hoping to have them finished for you know tonight's game which would be one game but uh you know it is it's it's a nice field it's uh it's it's a whole lot better than what we've had out here and you know all the all the schools in raleigh county now have turf fields and you know the board of education did a great job they got woodrow and independence finished last year this year they got liberty and shady finished and uh you know it's uh it's 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 nice to have that type of facility because they've done an awful lot of renovations to shady school and, uh, you know, you come in there, kind of looks like a, a little small college campus to some extent. But, you know, we're glad to have it. It's fun to play on. And as a broadcaster, and you know it as well as anybody, uh, man, it's a whole lot easier to call a game if you're calling it on turf and it is natural grass. <laughs> no question about it. Amen to that, brother. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time, man. We look forward to getting down your way. All right, Brian. Take care, buddy. She had three assists and five spikes in her team's latest victory over Wahama. Here's Lady Viking Volleyball Junior, Olivia Parsons. Olivia, thanks for being with me. Thank you for having me. Hey, uh, so tell me a little bit about the Lady Vikes. Uh, I chatted with uh, Sydney Varney a few weeks ago. You guys uh, have had a little bit of an up and down season, uh, but uh, that goes to figure because you have a very, very young squad, a lot of juniors and sophomores. Yes, very young squad, but we have lots of potential. Lots you're, of it. I know your coach is really excited about the athleticism of this group. Yes, uh, and our hustle, our hustle is like no other. Talk about how interchangeable you are and 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 uh, this team because volleyball, most people, self included, don't understand the strategy of it and the positions. Oh. Uh, but Coach Moore seems like you guys are very interchangeable. Yes. Well, I'm a setter, and it goes past set hit, and like I always take the second ball to set it up for the kill like so you're you're the one that's kind of tossing the softball up there for someone to spike it up right yeah <laughs> that's kind of like how it works kind of yeah perfect good analogy um yes so t- 
tell me about uh, I think Sydney is one of those girls. She's she was an outside hitter, I believe. Yeah. So you're you're setting it up for her, right? Yes. So you guys uh, had a uh, t- explain your matches because I was talking to you a little bit ago about your matches. I think you guys are just a few games under 500 on the year, uh, but yeah. you may you may play several matches in one day. I think you told me uh, before we got started you had a, a like two or three matches yeah, this past uh, Thursday. Yeah, so explain how that works. Is it yeah. is it kind of a round robin kind of deal, or do you play three straight? Um, we play three. Well, we like first we um play like the closest team like that's there, and then like we just keep going back and forth. Like we'll play like point, and then point will play capital, and then capital will play us. Kind of deal. I bet that's a lot of fun, though, uh, oh, knowing, yes. knowing that you got a bunch of games kind of packed in there yes. together. Yes, and definitely watching everyone definitely gets the intensity up. Plus, it keeps you from having to practice, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me about your team. I know you guys seem to be a very close squad. Oh, um, yes. They're like but you're, you're very young. Uh, so what do you guys do off the floor to, to, to kind of bond? Or, you know, do you guys go to movies together? You guys do a lot of things oh. off the court together? We're always going out to eat. <laughs> That's always a good thing to do, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, they're like my sisters. Who's your best friend on the team? Definitely, probably Bailey Harry. All right. All right. She is a junior as well, I believe, yeah, right? she's right. my other setter, and she's like my sister. So when you guys, uh, you know, prepare for the postseason uh, this year, what are some of your goals? Oh, our goals are to – one of my goals is – and for the team, is to at least be like five hundred. Like, yeah, we won half of our games. So but, you feel like you feel like this year you could really uh, set oh, yeah. yourself up for next year because you are going to have that experience. You're going to be full of juniors and, and seniors at that point. Uh, so this year, uh, getting all of this experience has to be a big thing. Oh yes, definitely. So tell me this: right before you go out superstitions do you have any uh things that you know put your right sock on first any superstitions that you have that might be kind of silly that you don't really um, want to admit well i never wash my knee pads ever. <laughs> good luck right. and you can ask my team that <laughs> they can smell them right oh my gosh it's bad <laughs> yeah. i love you Thank you so much for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you uh, so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we look forward to seeing what's in store for you guys. Thank you. Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. This Viking senior is responsible for more than half of his team's goals scored during the season of 2021. Here's Noah Kessel. Senior year, pretty much a wrap right now, buddy. You're into sectional play. It's do or die. Uh, that starts Tuesday night. Uh, kind of crazy to think how quickly uh, your senior season's gone by. Yeah, 
it felt like a blink of an eye. I was a freshman, but now I'm playing my last game, possibly. Well, let's hope not, man. Uh, you, yeah. you have Hurricane. Uh, that's, they're good. Uh, looks yeah, like they're good. Fif- 15 or 16 wins for them on the season. Uh, but if it was a guarantee, they wouldn't make you play it, right? Yep. What do you what do you think you guys have to do uh, to get a victory and uh, move on to probably play? I think what you thought would be Parkersburg in the next round. I think we're going to have to pick it up in the first half because that's where we always slack the most. Because we always what, pick it up the second half. Why is that? What do you think that is causes a slow start? You know, we talk about that uh, in all sports. Football's been the same way. Just getting off to really slow starts, digging a hole for yourself. Uh, and and making it difficult to to dig out of. Uh, why do you think that is? I just think it's because we don't realize like that the game actually started. It's like we gotta like play harder now. Yeah, so it feels <laughs> kind of feels like practice at first, and then and then you realize. Yeah. And once you get down a goal or so, uh, hey, this is this is for the real deal here. We got to get it going. But man, you've had a great year. Uh, you lead the team in goals. I believe you've had nine. Uh, you lead the team in points with eighteen. I believe. Um, what has it been for you this year that uh, has clicked and you've played so well? Just me finally getting the confidence to finally shoot. I've been liking that all my high school years until this year. You you have, uh, you know, it's a pretty young team, really. I mean, you and uh, Carter and uh, uh, you have one other senior, I believe, on that roster. So, uh, or actually hard Jake Harvey as well. So you have four seniors, but uh, – you know, you guys have been a lot of, of the scoring. You guys have, have done a lot of the carrying the load. Uh, but you have had some help from some of the younger kids. Uh, they've they've helped quite a bit as well. Yeah. I think we actually have five seniors this year. So that's like a big number from last year. Yes. So what what kind of message do you try to send to these young guys? Uh, Max Meadows, a sophomore, one of them, uh, you know, that's played well. Uh, what 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 do you try to teach these guys to help carry on uh, what uh, culture you guys have started here at Ripley High? That you just got to play your hardest because here we're we're a small team and all those other schools they're like big guys so you can't be scared of them. You just got to take them on. What would be uh, obviously a, a fitting way for you to end your career at Ripley High School? State championship, uh, winning the section, getting on to regionals. What would what would uh, make you walk out of here feeling pretty good? Definitely a state championship would definitely feel good, but hopefully winning regionals. Let me ask you one quirky off-the-wall question. Uh, I, I love to hear the, the, uh, the answers from the, you guys when I ask. Superstitions. Do you have any weird superstitions before game? You got to eat a certain food. You got to you know put one sock on before the other one. Do you have anything crazy off the wall that you feel like you have to do before you run out there on the field? Oh, yeah, I definitely have to put my left sock on first and then my <laughs> left plate and then my right sock and then right plate. I love it. No, man, congratulations on a great senior season. Continued success. Here's hoping you guys uh, advance uh, deep into uh, postseason play this year. Thank you. Most of us refer to him as Coach Sayer. But as we hear in this conversation with Mike Rubin, Pastor Stephen Sayer just calls him dad. You graduated in 2003, and that meant you played with the football team of 2002. And that probably will go down as one of the most uh, uh, explosive football teams in the history of Viking football. What was it like to be a part of that situation uh, with the Vikings? 
Well, I'll tell you, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we were a close knit group. We had a lot of the, just a lot of camaraderie on that team, and and that translated out onto the football field. It was, you know, Corey Eisner, our quarterback, and of course uh, Jeff McCoy is our wide receiver, and and other guys. Uh, I mean, you know, Nick Howery and uh, Daniel Harrison, our fullback, Brandon Rogers, our other halfback, which we ran the wishbone a lot. I mean, it was just exciting. I mean, uh, like you said, I think. I think we averaged about 40 points a game that year and held our opponents to under 10. The defense was powerful. I mean, Ty Phelan, first-team All-State nose guard, just terrorized centers all year long. Uh, I mean, it was just – it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had fun, and we played hard and flew around and had a great season. It really was. And just to kind of mention some of the highlights there and, and to show illustrate uh, how explosive this team was – on the offensive side of the ball, there was a three-game stretch about midway through the season where the Vikings uh, outscored their opponents by a total of 171-0, to zero, uh, posting uh, three consecutive shutouts and, and putting up big numbers, uh, 70 to nothing against Sissonville, 55 to nothing against South Charleston, and followed up with uh, 46 to nothing against the Logan Wildcats. What a stretch that was. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that well, and all three of those games were in the mud, too. And I forgot to mention how good our offensive line was. They were outstanding, and we had speed all over the defense. And uh, I remember reading the article in the paper the week after the Logan game, and uh, the Logan coach even commented on, you know, the offense gets a lot of attention, but the defense is incredible. And so it, it was fun on both sides of the ball. And Yeah, I remember that stretch very well. And we, we, were, really on a, we were really on a roll. We had... Uh, we got upset by Hurricane earlier in the year, which really should have never happened. And I've got a funny story about Coach Marina regarding that if you want to hear it later. But uh, anyway, so we got upset, but we kind of got our heads back on straight there because maybe we had gotten a little bit cocky the week before. So we bounced back and won a hard-fought game against Spring Valley, and that really accelerated us. We came out to play Sissonville, and we all came to our locker rooms that night and in our locker rooms, the coaches, I don't know who was responsible for this, they had all printed off the newspaper article from our junior year when we got beat 7-6 to six by Sissonville at Sissonville, and it kept us out of the playoffs. I would forgotten all about that until we walked in and saw those papers laying in our locker room. You want to talk about fired up. So we came out with a chip on our shoulder, and we didn't even think about taking them lightly. And, uh, you know, of course, beat them <laughs> 70 to nothing, so that yeah. was fun. And uh, you were such an important part of the offense and the defense on that team. Uh, compiled, as, as my memory uh, recalls, uh, about 900 yards rushing and plus being uh, the, one of the tackling leaders on that team. So it, it truly was a, a tremendous time in, in Viking football. And, and Stephen, you had the uh, opportunity, a unique opportunity in 2014 to be uh-huh. inducted into the Viking Football Hall of Fame on the same night as your father. And I guess that had to be a special moment uh, for both of you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it really was. It was a, a huge honor. I mean, there have been so many great football players come through Ripley. And I, uh, man, I remember growing up, my dad started bringing me to games uh, probably in 93 or something like that. We hardly ever missed a home game. And so, I mean, I remember growing up with, well, you know, those guys were my, you know, I mean, they were superstars, heroes in my book. And, and so for me to, you know, come up through Midget League, middle school, freshman, and then, high school and you know get to be uh 
you know, first team all conference linebacker and participate on that awesome uh, 2002 team and then be inducted into the Hall of Fame and with my dad on the same night because uh, I mean that's that was special there's no doubt about it it was it was unexpected but it man it was really appreciated and, and uh, it, it was awesome yeah and that was the uh, the final season of a 26 year uh, career for head coach Frank Marino and it was also the final season of natural grass at Memorial Stadium including that playoff game against Buchanan Upshur which was played in in absolute uh, quagmire conditions but still we put up the yeah. points and got the victory yes yeah yeah we I mean I always liked playing on natural grass and I love playing for coach Marino he was he was truly one of a kind uh, I mean he was a great coach. He was a great coach, great motivator. Uh, gave us a lot of confidence, you know. And and uh, yeah, that that game against Buchanan, it was it was in either the upper thirties or lower forties, raining, overcast, muddy field, and they were a tough team. I mean, they 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 fought hard, but we were able to jump out to a good lead. And and then uh, the first play of the second half, they called. Or Coach Marino called for me, and I mean, I was still like cold from halftime. And I remember literally thinking to myself, like, "Lord, don't let me pull a hamstring on this play, please." <laughs> and, uh, and next thing I knew, I broke into the open field. Uh, Adam Castro was our left guard. He always pulled on that on that little counter play that we played, sealed off the edge. I bounced it to the outside, and I'm literally I'm running towards the end zone, thinking, "Oh, I hope I don't pull a hamstring, man. Please don't let me get hurt." And uh, ended up being a 49 yard touchdown. And uh, yeah, so that, that was that was cool, and uh, that pretty much sealed the game away right there. I think we went up twenty six six or something like that. That was pretty much it. And and it's it's so exciting to see all of the the vibrant things that are happening out at Victory Church and uh, such a happening place uh, in our Christian community. And there are so many people uh, in that church uh, who are also involved with uh, Viking football, including uh, the gang with Mountaintop Media. So I, I guess it's neat to, to still have those connections there. Oh, it sure is. It's I mean, you talk about a great group of guys. Uh, you know, I mean. Like I already mentioned, Nick Howery, and you know he helps lead our worship there. And Ian Henry and his brother John, uh, they do a great job with with uh, you know working on the video at our church for the Facebook Live, and then they do a fantastic job with Mountaintop Media. And uh, of course, my my dad, Coach Sayer, goes to uh, to Victory, and then my my brother-in-law, Mike Cummings, who's also on the coaching staff, and goes over there. And I I might even be forgetting some people, but. Uh, also, you know, several of the players too, and yeah, it's it's great. I, I just, you know, it's it's just a natural kind of continuity. I mean, I, you know, just friends with these guys, and uh, I'm blessed that they go to our church too, and we all kind of stay together. Well, Stephen, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations on all the exciting things that are happening at Victory Church, and and thank you for uh, sharing your uh, memories of Viking football with us. Thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Rube. It's, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. Her soccer season came to a close on Monday, but senior Katie Lawrence still has goals to strive as a place kicker for the Viking football team. She's had pretty much a storybook senior season so far, being captain of the uh, soccer team here at Ripley High and getting her name etched into the record books with the, with the Viking football team. And of course, being the homecoming queen at Ripley High and 
Man, how do you top all that, uh, Katie? Honestly, I don't think you, you can even top that. I don't even know what I could do or what else I could go for that could top that. Well, unfortunately, the soccer season came to a close in the sectional tournament uh, last night at Hurricane. Just tell us a little bit about that game. It must have been a pretty close first half, but then the Redskins pulled away in the second half. Yeah, we were doing really good as the first half. We were working well as a team. We just couldn't really get any shots off. But the second half, our defense, we just collapsed. Not really too sure. It was a cold. It was cold, so nobody was really ready for that. Um, I just honestly think we weren't mentally prepared for that game. All right, now let's turn to football. You have two games left, uh, beginning Friday at uh, Shady Spring, with two games remaining. What, what's on your mind now? What would you like to accomplish uh, these final two games and for your senior season? I would just like to kick some more field goals, hopefully, and just hope we score more so I can kick some more PATs and hopefully some kickoffs. So, okay. yeah. And Katie, uh, with you being a senior, uh, you're going to move on to something after graduation, but uh, you're really not sure at this point in time what that something will be? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm thinking about either going to Fairmont or Marshall, and I'm not sure about the athletics yet. I'm not sure if I want to play or not, football or soccer. Katie, congratulations on a fantastic senior season, and good luck to you down the road. Thank you. There will be no battle for the hatchet this year between Ripley and Ravenswood, but the battle for the sledgehammer is still on Thursday as we hear from Ripley Middle School head football coach, Scotty Allen. Well, the uh, midget league programs have gone their separate ways. There's no longer freshman football in Jackson County. The junior varsity teams haven't played each other in decades, and uh, as of this year, the varsity Red Devils and Vikings are no longer playing. So. Uh, Coach Olam, I guess it's pretty much this is it when it comes down to Ripley versus Ravenswood, and that's the game that you have on Thursday. Yeah, it's really uh, interesting to think about, uh, as we were talking about before, to think that no other team is, is playing Ravenswood this year. And, I mean, growing up and playing football in middle league and middle school and especially high school, it's just a rivalry, rivalry that builded for us all the way through. So for us to be the only program that's playing them is definitely a unique situation. Now the Vikings enter the game with a record of 3-3, three and three, so you're playing for the winning season, and Ravenswood enters with a record of 2-2-1, two, two and one, so they're trying to avoid a losing season. So there's a sort of a lot on the line in the season finale here. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we, we go, we've gone back and forth with our schedule. We haven't had a two-game winning streak, haven't had a two-game losing streak. We've won and then lost and then won and then lost. But uh, as a team, we've definitely uh, gotten better as the year's gone on. And uh, we're looking forward to hopefully securing the winning season on Thursday. So what are your, what kind of game are you expecting um, on Thursday? Well, it could be because I've, we've always played them growing up, but I'm expecting it to be a close game. Uh, usually you can throw the records out the window against a cross-county rival, even in middle school. I mean, the kids know each other. They're from the same county, whether they see each other at the fair or, you know, out of Walmart or, or outside of school, they all know each other. So I expect it to be a close ball game. Now, the, the varsity teams played for the Hatchet uh, for since 1955, but uh, there's a different prize on the middle school level. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we play for, uh, we call it the Sledge, but... Uh, 
it's in a big wooden like box kind of thing and it's a sledgehammer and it's painted half red and half uh, half blue so uh, we play for that each year in the uh, middle school at the middle school level and, and coach Allum you played uh, of course varsity football at Ripley High and uh, what are your some of the some of the memories that you might have uh, going back to the old uh, Ravenswood rivalry games. No, it was. It's always the most intense week of the season for us. It always was growing up, high school, middle school. You know, we knew all the kids from over there, like I stated earlier. So it was, there was a little extra that week in practice, and there was always a little extra going into the game as far as uh, enthusiasm and anticipation. So, Coach Allum, good luck on Thursday. All right, I appreciate it, Rube. He's a three-sport athlete at Ripley High with a flair for the dramatic. Viking senior Cole Neal is currently focused on Thursday's cross-country regional meet at Cedar Lakes. You know, it uh, does my heart good to see someone who takes uh, full advantage of the high school experience, and, and Cole Neal is someone who is doing just that. And Cole, uh, congratulations on, a, on a wrapping up a, a great career here at Ripley High. Thank you so much. I'm happy I was able to be a part of it. And uh, let's talk first about cross country. You have the uh, the regional meet coming up on Thursday, and there's good competition. But tell me, what are the what are the goals that you set for yourself and for the Viking team? So for the Vikings, I'd like all of us to go to states, and for me, I'd like to break 20. Very good. And uh, you also, in addition to running cross country this fall, you also had the role of being the Viking mascot. Tell me how you got involved uh, with the mascot. Well, I'm going to have to thank Nikki Adcock for that. She got me involved by asking me, and I just said I'd love to. And uh, you had a, a, a roundabout way of getting involved in, it was another sport that actually uh, drew you into cross country. Tell me about that. Well, I started off wanting to get in shape for soccer back in middle school, and then I just didn't like soccer anymore. So I dropped soccer and just did cross country because I had a lot more fun running than playing soccer. And you were telling me that you also uh, plan to uh, participate uh, in tennis in the spring? Yeah, I'm hoping to start tennis. And uh, you also have a, a little dramatic background. Uh, tell me about that. Well, I've been involved with several of the school productions. I am a thespian, and yeah, I'm going to be in our new school play, Radium Girls, which is coming up, and I hope everyone goes. And uh, what are your plans, Cole, um, once... Uh, Ripley High is behind you. What are you, what are you uh, looking for down the road? Once Ripley High is behind me, I'm hoping to go to college. Hopefully to WVU or Duke. And do you have any idea what you might like to uh, study on the collegiate level? Well, I'm hoping to get a major in biomedical engineering. Excellent. Cole, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.